0: What's good, Portland? This is your host, Rosa panther And this is my co-host, the glorious, the notorious, Tim Johnson. What up, Portland? And this is the Busted Bucket Podcast. Locally grown here in Portland, Oregon. The city of roses, the city of bridges, Stump Town PDX. We are a show with no rules, just a couple of friends who so happen to love Portland basketball. Tim Johnson, how you living, Sir, my friend? Doing good, man. Doing good. I'm doing good, too. I mean, we just watched a really rough game, but I have some good news. What that is. We have a host. We have a guest. Sorry, my bad. We have a guest. I was like, guest. we we have a host. We have, <laughs> we have two hosts. Two hosts. <laughs> and we have a special guest. And his name is JJ from the Bay Jay. Area.
1: Jay. Ooh. Thank you for the intro, gentlemen. That was... Uh very nice of you I'm very honored to be on the pod right now dude
0: jj happy to have you jj has been dropping beats for us so the beats that you hear in the background that's all him um we are so grateful to have him on the show also have his music so if you like vibing with just us and the music that whole general feel it comes from him and now we have him on the pod to talk about this game i wish it was a better game to talk about yeah <sighs> yeah no yeah. kidding Let's just pause and kind of take that in. I guess. What I guess. I mean, should we
2: just <laughs> should we just dive in, see what happens?
1: Well, we got to think about this though. Basketball's back. Portland basketball's back. True. That's true. true. And the season's long, gentlemen. So. That's true.
0: That's very you know, true.
2: And and I will say before we even dive into the to the statistics uh, of this game. You gotta give these guys time. Everybody freaking out right now. You gotta give them time to gel. Uh, you got some new pieces and quite a few new pieces too. So uh, just keep that in mind as we go forward for the next
0: three, four, five games. It's gonna take a minute. You know, and that's a really great point. That yeah, there's we gotta give it time, and also we didn't really have a lot of time to prepare. Our reactions for this show for this game because this is more of an instant react the game literally just ended um i would say 10 minutes ago the final score being 120 to 100 of course utah winning the game uh Dale, damian lillard uh only scoring nine points with seven assists man um, what, did, what did you boys think of his performance tonight
1: okay i don't mind that he had nine points because shooters have off nights. My main thing is that he only went to the line one or two times. Or he only shot two free throws.
0: Yeah. That's I a, mean that's a really right? good point.
2: So so I was actually thinking about that too. Uh first half. Let's just let's put it out there. Zero points. Big donut, right? But he had what, six assists? Maybe five, uh, six seven assists. assists, seven in the first half seven. he had all his assists in the first half. Oh, my bad. Sorry. No, no, that, that's half. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my mind, I'm I'm watching him play and I'm seeing him looking for guys trying to trying to get a feel uh, for the game with with these new pieces. I'm looking at him more as as like a like a the, an instigator on offense, right? Like he's he's trying to he's trying to get things moving, trying to get his guys involved. That being said, though, that's not really Portland basketball, right?
1: No, and you can't go 1 for 7 from 3. Right. Right. And I and I if and if you look what? at those, a lot of those were four
0: shots too. Yeah. There were a lot of four shots. I think those those shots sometimes are there for Lillard though, so I'm I get like he's trying to get himself going and it was just a rough shooting night all around. I don't think that I I do think that Utah's perimeter defense is good. And it's just kind of a rough matchup for us, especially when we're talking about the bigs. Um, I'm gonna talk about Nurkic real quick. His he had 13 points and only three rebounds. Um, what did you guys see from from Nurkic, the big man?
1: I think from Nurk, you gotta have more rebounds than three. Yeah. Yeah. especially, especially if you're going, you know, the Portland team is highly based off offense, so. Everyone has to play their role, and Nurk needs to get more rebounds.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I will give credit to Gobert, though. I mean, his defense, he's a hes a, a great defender, right? I mean, elite defender, probably one of the best bigs in the league as far as defense is concerned. Uh, I think he really took it to Nurk tonight. Um, I mean, Cantor seemed to fare a little better, but, uh, you know, nurk we need to see more from Nurk.
0: We definitely need to see more from Nurk. I mean, in in contrast, uh, I'm going to look at Rudy Gobert's stats real quick. Uh, I mean, he scored 20 points and 17 rebounds, uh, which is a huge amount. The rebound disparity was was completely awful um, Mm -hmm. for the Blazers. You know what else I didn't like? So,
2: despite the rebounding disparity, one thing I noticed is that... uh, Maybe the team was was tired for some reason, but it seemed like every shot they put up was short, especially early on in the game. For some reason, everything was short, um, hitting the front of the rim. Um, not only that, it seemed like... But I want to preface this by saying I did enjoy the defensive energy, but it seemed like defensively they were just a half step too late on every play. One play in particular that I'm thinking of was a pass from uh, uh, Mitchell to Gobert that skimmed right past Nurkic's arm. It, just a half second too late. He would have been there to deflect it. It would have been okay. But for some reason, uh, you know, maybe we can blame it on the, the short offseason. We can blame it on the new cast. But I think, uh, you know, something needs to pick up. I did. I did enjoy the energy though, especially from Derek Jones, who I think looked a bit better than Roko.
0: I'm gonna mention that we let go of a particular big man who might have helped in this situation, and that's Hassan Whiteside. Stat chaser. Um, What? (laughs) He is a stat chaser. But I bet you we would have really loved his rebounding and his activeness against a big man like Gobert. And, you know, Nurkic, I think, has a tough time with uh, that sort of activity, especially from um, someone who's as long. Well, as, I was just going to say, Gobert. yeah,
2: it's, it's hard to match the length of Gobert. And Whiteside definitely could have done that.
1: I mean, not only, you know, we're missing that piece, right? But how about Ariza for the wing defense? Well, yeah. see,
2: I, I think, I think Derek Jones, I, I liked what I saw from from Jones. I, I thought he brought that defensive intensity and, and energy. I mean, you look at him play, and he's selling out on every single play. One play in the first half, he hit the floor twice, going after the ball in, in the same possession. I mean, the, the guy is gonna get it. He, he's gonna be there at the right time. He's gonna fill in for Ariza. But I, I agree. I think you know that that veteran defender on the wing would have helped out massively in this game how many did you see how many threes Utah hit in that first half
0: uh I I did not but I I do know that uh they their field goal percentage from three was better than their two-point percentage there was a tweet out there I think I I wrote it down here by Casey Holdall Mm -hmm. and he was shooting let's see the Jazz were shooting Better from three at 56% than from the field, which was 51%. So they had an unbelievable first half
1: shooting from the arc. So who's... If, we, if this is playoff time, right? Who are you guys depending on for perimeter defense?
2: I mean, you're hoping it's going to be someone like Roko and Derek Jones. That's why they're in the starting lineup, right? Mm-hmm. I, you, you can't get that from Dame and CJ, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. So with that being said, the Blazers were ranked one of the last defensive-efficient teams last year, right? Mm-hmm. In the yeah. bubble? Yeah. And they only scored 100 points tonight. If they meet the Jazz in the first round, which is a high you know, possibility, do you think they could outscore the Jazz?
2: I think tonight was an anomaly. I think they're still mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to gel together. Uh, I definitely think they can outscore the Jazz. Dame's not going to go... Uh, for for uh, nine points, very often, you know, and you saw CJ at the uh, you know second half trying to pick up uh, the load, you know, put the team on his shoulders, but you can't. Uh, I don't think you can expect that.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And actually, before um, you guys came on, I was talking with RJ, uh, who's our new producer. Shout out! Shout out! So if you guys see any videos. Shout out RJ's our new producer, he's doing great. Um, but we were talking about the game, and he was saying, you know, at the first half, um he was just sitting down and is like, you know, the Blazers are still in it because we have a lot of firepower. We have Lillard, McCollum, Mello, Trent Jr. If his like he was one of the top scoring like uh, three pointer or uh, three and three point percentage, sorry. The most one of the most efficient three point percentage um people last year. He was top ten. Um, and we have, I guess, the offensive potential to score a lot of points. And what this sits on is, one, if we're shooting well, and two, if Stots is going to install the right offensive um, schemes that fit our personnel. And I think that Stotts is on the hot seat here, especially early on. Did you guys hear the broadcasters mention that they installed a new defensive scheme this season? Yeah, well, you know that they
2: just brought in a, a defensive consultant, right? So I'm sure that's part of it.
0: Right. Um, so, it's not a great start for Stats um, for this game. Just because the defensive woes are are pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> last... I guess the last um, few seasons, we have not finished in the top 10 in defense. I think we've only uh, I lied. We did it once. We've done it once during Stott's tenure. Um, and I think that we have the right pieces. I think Olshay is doing a great job. But we are still yet to see everyone gel. Um, it's early on, so I don't want to like bash on Stott's too much here because it's just the first game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're hitting points and you're hitting shots, uh, maybe the defense, like the defensive energy starts to pick up, too. Oh, definitely. And I'm I'm hoping that's what we're going to see in the next game. The person that did show up to this game was actually CJ McCollum. He had 23 points um, and four and three. Four four assists, three rebounds. Um, Mm -hmm. What did you guys see from CJ McCollum?
1: I like that CJ got into a flow, especially in the fourth quarter, trying to pick up his team when Dame was out. And that's what we need when Dame is not cooking, right? I mean, that's what you, Robin, supposed to, to pick do, up right? His... Right. Yep. Right. Sam, so, yeah, what that, did
2: you think of CJ? That's a good call. Uh, you know, I, I appreciated what CJ was doing. Here's the thing that I didn't like offensively. Was that we were not spreading the ball around enough? You look at you look at I agree. You look at Utah. It's not just one on one bully ball, right? They've got guys cutting to the lanes. They've got uh, when they get down there, they got guys kicking back out to the three. Which we're so slow on our defensive rotations, we're not getting there in time to affect the shot. So they're getting pretty much wide open shots from beyond the arc all game. Um, I, again, I appreciate what CJ was doing, but we got to start spreading the love, man. Um, there needs to be more movement. You can't, you can't get, you can't win games with one or two passes every possession. It's just not going to happen. I mean, unless dame goes off for 50 60 points right (laughs) which is known to happen it's
1: yeah yeah is that a reflection of coach dots or
2: see i i don't know yet i don't know i i think i think it has to be i mean he's the one calling the shots right stott's calling Mm -hmm. the shots um i i think it has to be uh going back to your your previous uh Mm -hmm. statement row about Stotts possibly being in the hot seat I think this year is kind of a make it or break it year for him it could change the course of this team um, for for the future uh, because Stotts in his own words said this is the most talented team he's had top to bottom ever in his tenure here in Portland yeah I think you can't you can't say something like that and then go out and lay multiple eggs, you know. I mean that granted it's the first their se- first game of the season. We're gonna go through some some feeling out moments. It's gonna be shaky. I think the turnaround is, you know, five games in. If we can see the team starting to gel, starting to move the ball better, starting to to make those um, transitions on defense, I think we're going to be in a pretty good spot. Tonight, yeah. I don't think was a good representation of what Blazer basketball is going to be this season.
0: And I think you're 100% right, and Stotts is 100% right, saying that it's it's definitely the most talented roster during his tenure. Definitely, Like, 100%. I mean, you have Charles Barkley betting 100K. <laughs> On the Blazers to win the West And we're talking <laughs> about a West that still has the Lakers Still has the Clippers Still has the Rockets that Which is debatable <laughs> The Jazz <laughs> Nuggets And the Mavs The West yeah. is so ridiculously deep And we have people so excited For this roster To make it That they're putting $100 Or sorry, 100 k mm-hmm. Charles Barkley Do you guys think it's actually possible for this team to win out the West? I think it's possible as long
2: as they can figure out how to become a cohesive unit. Uh, What do you think, JJ?
1: I think that they need to be top five in offensive efficiency, which they have been. But like we were saying before, at least be in the ranking of, you know, 20 through you know 25 in terms of defense efficiency so i wanted to run these teams by you which is milwaukee toronto boston the lakers and clippers right i just need, i just listed five teams what do all of those teams have in common great defense <laughs> great
0: defense
1: <laughs> yeah Yep. Yeah. that's true
0: that's true i think I think, I think the Blazers, in order to get to great defense, one, they need to figure out this game. Um, two, I think they still have one roster move to make. I don't know if you guys felt it by watching this game, but I watched Rudy Gobert just completely tear up the middle and, mm. and, and Bogdanovich. <laughs> like, we can't be beat by Bogdanovich like that. Like, he was abusing us that game. Um, Ingles yeah. was a beautiful game. He was. I
2: mean, let's so I th- let's just be real here. Yeah. The whole Jazz team, every every guy on the court was putting in work. Right. We were ha- we were having a tough time covering anybody. So, you know, like I said, I don't think it's a good
0: representation. Okay. I'm going to pick your guys' brain again um about Barkley and that 100k. Okay? Would you say that's probably like equivalent to like a hundred dollars for us? Probably not even, man.
1: Probably like five. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say it's like five
0: bucks, man. That's like... <laughs> that makes it less fun. That makes it less fun. I'm gonna just say it's a hundred bucks. It's hundred like
2: bucks. The, that's like the cash you find in your back pocket after you pull your jeans out of the dryer.
0: <laughs> Charles really does have it like that, though. One hundred dollars on the Blazers to win the West. Would you mm-hmm. guys take it? Would you guys do it?
1: Yeah, I'd put that on there. I'd put it on the Blazers. I mean, look, I I think they've
2: got a shot. I think they can run with any team in the West.
0: I think they can fix their problems. I think think so. With their roster, they could fix it. And if they have one more roster move that gets them a big with rim protection, I think they're good.
1: I think they're really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the bubble proved that you know they're contenders. Yeah. Yeah. If things, if all things could go right, yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Right? I 100% agree. And now let's let's get into this. Like Kenny Smith saying that Dame is going to win MVP this season. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think Damian Lillard has to do in order to win MVP? Win ball games.
1: So you're going by by record. I mean,
2: that's that comes into play, right? I mean, you look at anyone who's ever won the MVP, they're on a winning team. I think you got to – his body of work, I think, speaks for itself because he he does it every season, right? I mean, this game, like I said, was an anomaly. But every season – what's his career average? I mean, he's got to be averaging like 24 points, 25 points, what, six, seven assists. I mean, he's shooting great from beyond the arc. I mean, not only that, he carries his team – Look at who he's been surrounded with. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't think, off the top of my head, I can't think of any any star in the league that carries their team like the way Dame does. Who has
1: to carry their team like Dame does. If the Blazers win the third seed in the West, is that you think that's a possibility for the Blazers, first of all? I think it's got to... First of all, when, did, when
2: does that come out? Does that come out like during the playoffs? Does that come out like during the finals or something? When, when do they announce who won the league they, MVP?
0: They think, used to do it before playoffs. Okay. They used they, to. So what's now happening do it at this at, season? They do it at the end, the end of the season.
1: Okay. I think they have PTSD when Dirk <laughs> won it and then... They got bounced out by Golden State. The We Believe season. So, they have PTSD from that.
2: So, I think, especially this season, if they get the third seed in the West, they've got to do better than a first round exit. They've got to do better than a second
0: round. They have to make it to the conference finals. They have to. Sorry. In order for him to make it. I think I was a little unclear. They announce the MVP winner at the end of the season. Oh or, gotcha. sorry, at the at the end of the finals. But they vote before the playoffs. In that case,
2: I mean third seed, I can see it. I can see it.
1: If the Blazers win the third like the third seed, he has a high probability of getting it or higher probability, right? I would say so. Yeah. Unless he's like The unique chance of, you know, the Blazers, may God forbid they win the sixth seed, he's gonna have to put Russell Westbrook's stat.
0: I was just about to mention that. I was like, I think the only person to win MVP was that wasn't like a top five team, probably was Russell Westbrook. Sorry, Mm -hmm. Russell Westbrook. Um, Tongue twister. (laughs) I think he was a sixth seed with OKC. But he also had to average a triple double, right? And which hadn't been be done real. for a long,
2: long, time. Dame's not going to average a triple double. That's just not his play type,
0: and is not the, not he no, he's not a stat chaser. No, no, he not. plays to win. And, he's not and like Russ.
2: Also, I don't think Dame is chasing an MVP. I don't think I don't think that's in his mindset. I think he's all about just winning a championship. He wants to see a parade in Portland. I don't. I don't think he's in it for the individual accolades. Bes- besides being an all-star, <laughs> as we all, as we all have noticed, but uh, I. I don't think that's even. I mean, maybe it's
0: crosses my mind. But I, I don't think that's that's weighing on him. I think, personally, I think that the way that Damian Lillard wins MVP is if they win the first seed. They would need to get the first seat, um, just mean, based off of a- the style of play that. Damien Lillard does, you need a certain amount of selfishness uh, yeah. to win MVP, or you need the, the capabilities of literally carrying a whole team on your back, and the only way that you could do that is if your name is Shaquille O'Neal or Giannis um, <laughs> yeah And literally just carry your entire team uh, for the whole for the whole season. Um, yeah. And Damien, he's, he's not that kind of player. He's more of a team guy. Um... And like you said, he's not an individual accolades kind of guy.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, so personal biases aside, who do you guys see winning MVP this this year? This year? Yeah, I mean, if you if you had to come up with one person right now, who do you think it's going to be?
1: Hmm. I'll put my money on Giannis.
0: Oh man, again, it might be Giannis again.
1: It's, it's a good pick it's not a sexy pick uh, I've seen a right?
0: lot
2: of uh, a lot of tweets out there calling out I just saw it uh, up on the screen uh, for Luka Doncic
1: that's a good one that is a good one he's I mean, young though It's I don't know in the bubble he tore it up he
0: did but so did Dame so did Dame you're right I think that man Luka makes sense I think Luca makes sense because he's he hasn't been quite like in the limelight for MVP talk yet. Mm-hmm. And Dame and has always flirted in sort of like the fourth, fifth, like option for MVP. And you kind of mm-hmm. need to be like a fresh face to be like, I am now the face of the franchise.
2: Well, that's what I find mm-hmm. so intriguing about that pick because he he's kind of like skirting under the radar, right? And he he's been doing that. For a while, uh, basically, ever since he came in, I mean, there's there's been a lot of hype because he is a phenomenal player. He's got a lot of potential. Uh, he's one of those guys that can flirt with averaging a triple double. Um, super versatile player. Uh, but I I just saw that uh, earlier, and I I thought that was a really intriguing thought that Luca could beat out someone like Giannis or Dame or LeBron. Or, yeah. or Kawhi, you know. I
0: think it's definitely possible. I would definitely put 100k equivalent money, hundred dollars, <laughs> on that bet. I
2: mean, my personal bias aside, I'm picking uh, Damian Lillard because
0: I can't help but be biased. <laughs> I would like to see Damian Lillard. I think he he needs some it. help, but I think I think he could get there. Um, the next should
1: the MVP play defense like? I just I hate to be that oh, guy in this pod man. about defense, man defense I, defense. I, I love that oh, you brought man. up that
2: point because uh I do think the MVP needs to play defense. I do too, man. To. I don't
0: know if it's just like watching games in the nineties and seeing like crazy defense. I love mm-hmm. good defense.
1: Like Jordan, Kobe, like they're two way players, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's
2: yeah, it's true. I mean What's I mean what's that age old adage, right? Defense wins championships. Defense will win you an MVP exactly. too.
0: Yeah, I think, man, th- those people that we just mentioned. I guess Giannis would be the only one that really qualifies for that part of his game as being an elite defender. Yeah. Kawhi, yeah, and
2: LeBron too. You can't discount LeBron.
0: Yeah, you can't. I yeah. think we're just sort of mentioning people that don't have a very strong Robin to their Batman. Hmm. Um. And that's definitely Luca, definitely Giannis, and definitely Dame Lillard. Uh, I mean, I'll argue that Porzingis is a pretty good Robin.
2: Yeah, but he's not really in, like... Chris Middleton's pretty good, too. In.
1: I think Knicks fans would argue that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Shout out
1: to New York listeners out there. That's
0: very true. That is very true. All right. That I'm going to move on dirty. from this topic. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little dirty. I'm going to move on from this topic. We're going to go to this to the next one uh, that I wanted to mention. Jason mm-hmm. Quick of The Athletic states that Zach Collins will not be offered a new contract this season. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of a big deal to Portland fans. Portland fans, we love Zach Collins. And we think we see like this really high ceiling for him. Um, JJ, what do you think about this news about Zach Collins not being offered a new contract?
1: I think it's motivation.
0: Oh. I'll agree.
1: Elaborate. Elaborate. I think you need to say certain things to motivate your players. Sometimes we don't know the inner workings of practice or what goes on behind the scenes. Well, I. I and that could be a fire under there, you know, I, to get that I going. I think it comes oh, yeah. down
2: to a little more than that, too. I mean, I, I agree with that, but I, I also think that you're dealing with a guy who's had injury issues since he came in, right? Right. Um, you know the the reason why Blazer fans are so high on Zach Collins is because the guy has tremendous potential. I mean, the upside would be having a, another Lamarcus Aldridge. You know, I mean, the, the guy had had shown a touch around the rim. He's shown that he can play defense. Um, and you know, I've said it. I've said it in countless podcasts before. This guy has a fire inside of him that. You love to see. I mean, it reminds you of a Joel Prisbilla. He doesn't back down from anybody.
1: He doesn't back down exactly. Yeah, he's very
0: so, um, unassuming with the way that he looks. He looks like someone that you could just sort of push over. Um, sure, sure. But then all of a sudden, he puts he dunks on you, and then he looks at you, and he makes he starts making like those comments, like he's like LeBron James. And yeah. I think that's why Portland kind of endears to Zach Collins because his personality is one of those weird guys where. Um he's just very unassuming. Uh for the 2019-2020 season, he averaged uh 6.6 points and 4.2 rebounds in 17.6 minutes per game off the bench. And that isn't really reflecting um just the the potential of or the impact that he made on the games, really. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Right.
1: I mean, let me ask you guys something. Why would you even release that to the to the press that oh 100% about your contract 100% right? like, it's motivation to think about that too
2: right I mean it well I mean here's the thing it was probably going to get leaked anyway um, you know just okay. through our, yeah. our local networks I'm sure but Uh, you know, that that's gotta be for motivation. I mean, he's, he definitely has something to prove. Uh, and in fact, I think I said it on the last pod or or the pod before that this is, this is a make it or break it year for Zach. He's either got to come into his own and start showing that he can, he can actually contribute to this team. Something, something worthy of, of playing time. Otherwise, I mean, you're why bring him back? You know, I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah. Why bring him back? I mean, mean, there there are plenty of other guys out
0: there that could ride the pine. I mean, the great Harry Giles from this preseason is coming for your job, man. I mean, that's
2: true. (laughs) Going back to the motivation, man, I, I think that's some more motivation. You know, it's not only that, it's a security blanket for the Blazers in case Zach can't stay healthy. Granted, you got another guy with injury concerns, but, you know... At least, at least, take a chance on on someone like that who we saw play with some serious heart out there in the preseason. Could have been because you know it was against his former team, but I mean that guy was
0: that guy was lighting it up. Even this game in garbage time, he flashed. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I I like Harry Giles, but I I would like to see Zach Collins succeed, especially. Um, in Portland, if it's not with Portland, that's okay too. But um, I've got a soft spot for Zach Collins, and I know that all of Portland does too. For sure, you gotta love a guy like that.
1: For the next top, I have a question for both of yeah, you, yeah. really quick. It's a, it's a tweet. I'm not gonna say the name because this is a kid-appropriate programming. <laughs> <laughs> but would you guys do this trade? And I know, I know, Ro referred to you know one possible trade that could put the blazers over the top. Uh, Hot take. I don't know if this is stupid Giannis not. (laughs) Giannis (laughs) Attentpupo. I I think this is going to boil some blood for our fans out there. Um, We'll go with your boy right here, right? So, Zach Collins and CJ for Pandemic 13%. I don't like it. You got to you don't like it? I don't it? like it. Is that? Are you taking it personal? No,
2: I, I'm not taking it personal. I just I, the guy shuts down come playoffs.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We're talking no. about
1: Paul George, right? Just to clarify. Yes. No, we're talking about pandemic. Thirteen
0: <laughs> percent. Pandemic <laughs> Paul.
1: Pandemic yeah. Paul,
0: dude. You know, he's got he's got a a great ceiling, and it's a known ceiling two-way player two-way player lane. i i think if you're old shea you think about it
2: sure um, also has injury concerns disappears in the playoffs we're gonna make the, i mean <laughs> i don't want to jinx us but we're gonna make the playoffs anyway
1: and plus do you,
0: all right do you yeah. really
1: think he would gel with dane i mean that, that i think that's why i wanted to bring it up i just thought that too was hilarious yeah yeah what, what is the trade, though? Can I ask you guys that? What is the trade that you guys would think is realistic that could put the Blazers in, you know, title contention? You know what? Without hesitation. for realistic me trade.
2: For me, it's hard to say because I, I haven't. I don't play with all the, the trade simulators or anything. Um, but I think whatever trade it is, you're going to have to get rid of CJ. CJ has to be
1: a part of that trade. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I want. That's the unfortunate truth.
0: Yeah. I, I 100% agree. I think, I think you have two players on, on a team that are very similar in, in Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum, as in very high ceiling offensive players with defensive liabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that CJ is probably the worst defensively of the two. Um, yep and Damien dame is just that person that that well, what's the saying his his the tide that that floats all the boats you know if his rising he rises all the boats with him he rises he the whole team boat. with him and and <laughs> i think that <laughs> i think that cj probably isn't that type of leader or hasn't shown that at least with Damien a lot or, around because he's such an alpha dog um, but I think a realistic trade with C.J. McCollum in it, I think the requirement needs to be a more defensive guard or wing. So that's why I think like, that PG is kind of intriguing, but it worries me.
1: How about Ben Simmons?
0: I oh would yeah, love Ben Simmons. Oh yeah, 100 percent. 100 percent, Ben Simmons. If we could get Ben Simmons in a trade, in a trade, bring him. Like I I would love to see point guard point forward um Ben Simmons and Damian Lillard running around getting open for threes. That'd mm-hmm. be amazing. I'd be for that. Um Now that we're talking about trades, I wanted to mention Chris Haynes stating that the Blazers had a legit chance Legit chance. uh, The viewers can't really see, or the listeners can't really see my fingers. Legit (laughs) chance. (laughs) To land Giannis. Before he Mm -hmm. re-signed with the Bucks. He and Dame develop a solid relationship, Chris Haynes says. What do you guys think of this? Do you think that's real? Do you think we were able, like, we could have signed Giannis? I'll
1: let you take this one. I always think about, I always think, like... Dame and CJ for example if they wore like a Laker jersey or Knicks jersey would they be able to attract free agents is it just the city guys like is it just Portland
2: I mean the fact that it's that we're a small market team probably used to play into it uh, 5-10 years ago but I think players like Dame uh, have proven that it's It's easy to reach that superstar status, um, without being in a big city. And I I don't know if that's particularly what you're going for unless you're, you know, unless we're talking about nightlife, which Portland doesn't really have one. Uh, we do have the largest, uh, number of strip clubs per capita. Um, maybe we can attract someone (laughs) like James Harden. Um, we do. Shots fired. We, we do. Shots fired. How, how, how
1: chicken wings. <laughs> it's not about chicken wings.
2: It's, it's all about the steak bites, homie.
1: Okay. Steak
0: bites. I I wouldn't know. No, me either. Ne- nope. I didn't even know that stat. That that, that was, was a different very life. interesting. So, you know,
2: I I think Portland has a lot to offer the right person. You know, like like. My mind goes to someone like Carl Malone, who is kind of an outdoorsy kind of guy, right? Like if 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 you're if you're into the outdoors, Portland's a great city to go to. Um, yeah. yeah, You know, you can you can travel two hours in any direction and be in a completely different climate. Um. I, th- I think I think to your point, I'm gonna have to say yes if they were wearing. Gold and purple or if they were, you know, the Knicks or shoot, even Miami. Miami. You know, if yeah. it was like, was a, say like Miami. a if Portland was like a hot spot destination where, you know, there's stuff to do in the off season or, or you know, places to go after a game or whatever, I bet I bet we'd get more
0: high caliber talent. I'm gonna say this about Portland though. If you would have asked the same question 10 years ago i would have said no i mean rather yes yes portland is kind of a deterrent for for young athletes Mm -hmm. um but i think portland's coming up because every summer every summer in portland the attraction like the level of tourism is so high now like the traffic gets really crazy i think people are starting to figure out that Portland is kind of a dope place to live, which Mm -hmm. sucks for true Portlanders (laughs) because everyone and their moms want to move here now. Yeah. Everyone and their moms wants to be on the road at the same time. And I think the biggest (laughs) example of this is probably Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony coming from the Knicks. Okay. And he had been, he had been fighting coming to Portland for like two, three years. Damien, and CJ were vying for him, were vouching for him, mm-hmm. saying, "Go get this guy! Go get this guy! Come to Portland! Oh. Come to Portland!" He wouldn't come, and that was probably because it's Portland. But now mm-hmm. he sees it. He got here. He likes it. He likes the team. I think maybe give it another like five or six years. I think I think this will be a better destination for
1: but young you kn- athletes.
2: But you know what we it's funny because as blazer fans we hear this time and time again when we finally do get one of these high profile athletes on our team they always say they love it here right they're like oh i was mistaken yeah you know
1: yeah why can you name drop me uh, a free agent that has signed with the blazers a big name free agent within the last 10 years
2: carmelo anthony
1: (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: <Hassan Whiteside>.
2: Boom! <laughs> done next question touche
0: yeah i'm gonna just to say touche i i can't think i can't think of one off the top of my even during the I brandon mean, roy era i mean we got aaron flalo, but that was through like a trade we got west matthews but he was like yeah it was like I mean, a misfit toy from like utah yeah, but like,
2: I, I go back even further. Like, I, I don't remember how Scotty got here, but you know, you, t- you take a look at Scotty Pippen, and he still comes back here. You know, it's like, oh, that's true. It's yeah. like, why why don't, you know, Detlef Shrimp was here. Uh, uh, who, who else do we have? I mean, there, there have been countless players that have come here and said, yeah, Portland's a great Sheed. city. Sheed, right. Sheed, yeah. I mean, yeah. countless players that have come here. And said Portland is a great place. I love it here. Uh 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 what's his name? Channing Fry lives here.
1: Yeah. That's right. I mean he America's best kept secret, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Secrets yeah. out now. Yeah.
2: Maybe maybe yeah. we'll
0: get Giannis. <laughs> maybe. Getting, getting to that point though, what do you guys think it would take to land Giannis? A miracle? A Christmas? So miracle? I'm, I'm I'm gonna preface this, okay? He did sign an extension. Okay. He did sign an extension, but play At Milwaukee at, at that. Milwaukee.
1: I would I know talk about to small towns, man. Yeah, talk about small towns, exactly. Come yeah, on. Mm-hmm. That's
0: that's true. In Milwaukee, he did sign an extension, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he can't get traded still or demand a trade. Um mm-hmm. we see players do this where they sign an a max deal to keep to keep the money and then request a trade one to two years later so what do you guys think it would take to land young i mean financials
2: aside i mean you obviously you have to make that work um i'll say it again cj has to be involved i mean if you're looking at giving up cj and someone like nurk i mean that's do you do it i mean that's that's tough right
1: I, mean, I think the Bucs would ask more. I think they would say CJ, Nurk, and you know, may God forbid. But if the Blazers had a record like the Warriors did last year, oh, sure. like a high, oh, yeah, a for high sure. pick. pick. Look, man, yeah, and a high I've pick. said it
2: before. I'll say it again. Portland does not need any picks. Picks are not gonna <laughs> help them right now. Get so you
1: don't like get get rid what KC's doing. You're.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just saying like you're not going to build a championship team around Damian Lillard with picks unless unless you've got
0: there, multiple top 5 picks. You're not going to do it. The only way that you keep picks if you're Portland is if they're not your own. Mhm.
2: Just yeah. straight up.
0: Like That's you need true. you need because, like top 10 picks and you'll never get there. We live in mediocrity, unfortunately. Right. We're always right. well, like
2: Well, and I'll say it's it's not necessarily mediocrity, it's just Portland, Portland has made the playoffs. I think every year but one since Dame's been in the in the league. Right. He's not gonna allow Portland to fall out of the playoffs. Not at this point in his career. Right. And I, I agree. And and that so that's why I'm saying Portland should shed all of their first round, second round picks for the next two, three years even. I would say, you know, like just dump whatever you can to provide the level of talent to surround Dame that he deserves in order to make that true championship run. And I think they did that this year, this offseason, you know, bringing in Rocco and, and everybody. We'll see if it's enough tonight. Didn't look so hot, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we will definitely see. And I think, That Damian Damian Lillard um, in the bubble, he took his game to the next level, and that's why people are saying Damian Lillard is gonna be the MVP this season because Mm -hmm. everyone feels that he is peaking. Yeah, he's getting the peak to the peak of his powers right now. This is his prime, Mm -hmm. and you need to surround him with a Giannis or other superstars to get him over that hump because you want him to win a championship. Right here in the 503, Portland, Oregon, and not anywhere else. But
2: but do you think, let's go back to Giannis real quick. Do you think with what you would have to give up for Giannis, do you think that's a contender? Assuming you give up CJ. Yes. Assuming you probably
0: give up Nurkic. I am in the... Really? Yes. I am in the... I am in the 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 camp of trade everyone for Giannis except Dame Lillard if your name isn't Dame Lillard you could you could be traded for Giannis and you think they win this season I don't think they win this season but that automatically makes you a championship caliber team and that automatically makes you a hot destination to play and you're gonna get Mm -hmm. those misfit toys that no one wants that are extremely talented that end up showing up in the playoffs
1: and I think look at what the the Lakers did exactly with AD yeah. and LeBron. I mean, hey, I'm not I'm not two. saying
2: I'm not for this. I'm yeah. just
1: saying yeah. you can
2: kiss any idea of winning a championship this season goodbye if you make that trade. However, to your True. point, I think you're correct in that the following two three seasons you're gonna attract those players that are gonna push that team this team over the edge and put you right in the finals probably multiple
1: years in a row here let me ask you guys a question uh, true or false oh I like these questions McCollum as Dame dame's number two is McCollum can they win a championship true or false I mean that's a question that's been going around for a while right um... can, can they win a championship as as CJ as the number two? not if they can't pull in another
0: piece. I would put the chances less than like 8%. I would I mean, say that their that their roster would need to be amazing. I will say this team as it's constructed is close.
2: A lot of things have to go right for them to win it. And I yeah. still believe, I still believe, but I can. think I think it's going to be a long shot without like like what you had said bringing in that one one more piece to to kind of make the team whole to fill the voids
1: yeah but you think CJ is safe if, if they make it to the western conference finals probably depends on what he does what if what if they bounce they get bounced in the first round I think if the I think if Portland
2: gets bounced in the first round, you're going to see some changes, and it probably will start with
0: the head coach. Yeah. Yep, I 100% agree. I think I think they start with the coach. Um, I don't know if that I don't know if they get rid of CJ. I think he might be safe, but the coach would probably be the first to go. Mm-hmm. In that scenario.
1: Um, DJ, if you're listening we
0: love you oh shoot yeah <laughs> for real for real everyone on the roster actually we love we yes. love this we, we love, love this current roster we're just playing imaginary here kind yeah. of this devil's advocate land. right yeah yeah devil's advocate 100 and now i wanted to get to our next segment and our next segment is of course called giving props before we do that though come prop
2: up on thrive fantasy this season Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need for countless hours of research because they only ask you about the
0: top-tier athletes in their respective sports. For example, tonight's DFS featured Damian Lillard's point total at 41.5. If you picked the over, it was worth 105 points. If you picked the under, it was worth 95 points. The app also had Donovan Mitchell's point total at 26.5. If you picked the over, it was worth 110. And if you pick the under, it was worth 90 It's a fun and easy way to get into fantasy. Use promo code BUSTED when you sign up today. You'll receive an instant
2: deposit match up to $50 on your first $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy in the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com.
0: Sign up and prop up today. And with that, we are going to get to giving props. And giving props is giving applause or giving kudos to a certain person, story, or situation, and Tim and JJ, I want to know, do you give this props? John Wall, Boogie Cousins, and more Rockets caused their season opener to be postponed because of COVID contact tracing. Now I want to kind of slip this in there. One after, one hour after this report came out, James Harden confirmed that he went to a maskless event in violation of COVID protocols. He also said that in that event, or that the the event was not a strip club, but strippers were present at the event.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sounds like a pretty expensive party.
0: So you kind of put the two and two together and something (laughs) suspicious might be happening. Tim, I want to know, do you give this whole situation props? I mean which part the party or the covid you can give me you can be you can give me partial answers partial answers are good too my uh, i'm going
2: to say no props I'll, okay half and half right uh, i'll give one prop to uh, the nba for postponing the game uh, and no props to james harden and the rockets uh, players Because come on, man. We're in a pandemic. A global pandemic. And you're out there partying. Maskless. Naked people. Come on.
1: You're not supposed to do that. No props. No props for you. JJ, what do you think? I'm going to have to go no props. I mean, this is your job, man. Whether you like it or not. And we're in a pandemic. But... Even if you don't agree with what's going on with the pandemic, don't want to get too political even though it shouldn't be political. Yeah, Do your job. It's like Josh Gordon, right? The dude loves smoking weed. <laughs> but if you're going to get paid half a million dollars per game, which what James Harden gets paid for per game, half a million dollars. Oh, man. Do you think if you're going to... Do, do you think ahead.
2: he was just doing this to try and get out, though?
1: I... I'm going to tell you the truth. That did cross my mind. I think it has crossed
2: all of our minds. So so, so. in that respect, though, JJ, do you give James
1: Harden props for pushing his yes. agenda? And, I mean, <laughs> I don't think the details about the, the strippers, though. Come on. They, they need to the party, too. Right? <laughs> They're people, too. And did they even have to include that detail? Probably not. They Probably were at not. A strip club, but there were strippers there.
2: I think they were just. I mean, I'm sure you... They were just looking for as much defamation as possible.
1: Yeah, it's definitely defamation. I'm sure we've been to parties where you know someone's cousin was a stripper and we made a comment about their parents <laughs> and they went home crying. But sounds
0: like a personal. Experience. In that,
1: <laughs>
0: in that, I'm... in that case, <laughs> if James Harden finds himself in a playoff contender team. He's having an amazing off-season. Let's just give a shout-out once again for JJ to coming on to the show
1: as a guest. It was an honor to be here, gentlemen. Thank you again. Appreciate it. It was no, fun. Thank
2: you.
0: We enjoy having you. You're welcome back anytime, thank man. You. Also, another shout-out to our producer, RJ. And our final shout-out, it has to go to the fans. It has has to, to go. It has to go to our listeners. I mean, pretty much every game... We tweet out there, we put out polls, we get responses, people at us, they want to talk to us, we respond. I mean, those are the things that we love and we get ideas from you guys. If you guys want to send us questions, we'll answer right here on the pod. We might even shout you out for giving us the idea. For sure. And with that, Tim, what do you got to say, man? Well, that's it for this episode. Don't forget to
2: rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Stay safe out there, Portland. We'll see you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.